All right. Hello, Idiots on Bread, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. It is Sunday, September 12th, as we record. Welcome, listeners of Chicago's Comedy Scene Radio Network. Oh, Chicago. thank you, Chicago. Uh, twice on Tuesdays, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Jake, let's jump in. I didn't send you very many news stories because I, I, nothing really struck me as interesting. Just one dumb clickbait one. Um, we had uh, we had an aborted uh, recording last week because something went wrong. Oh, it got glitchy is what happened. Um, so we didn't talk about something we had started to talk about. Although I read, it's a good thing we didn't do it in Texas. Otherwise, oh, they wouldn't have let us. Good call. Boom. Right there. Wasn't even thinking that when I used the word, but... Uh, but you pulled it out. Jake, you watched a documentary on the Theranos uh, company. I just read the book, Bad Blood. Holy fuck. I recommend anybody read that book. It is, it's a nonfiction thriller. Like it's an investigative journalism book, but it reads, it, it's amazing. Um, Did you see the doc? I haven't seen the doc. Is the doc Dude, you got to see the book? doc. You know why? Because the book in text you can't get this voice right here. The lady talks like this, and that's fucking crazy. Well, and I that, okay, so I need to watch the doc. Dude, it's a he deep describes, accent from nowhere. It's fucking nuts. He describes her voice for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about. Theranos was a company that was supposed to do blood tests using uh, small machines instead of conventional uh, large blood test machines, and the selling point was you prick your finger, and every blood test comes from a drop of blood. Whereas most blood tests come from, you got to get a vial, a needle stuck in your arm. They draw a couple of vials of blood. I just had it happen last week. I, did, I went to my physical and they pop in two different vials and then they send back that my cholesterol is fine. I don't have prostate cancer, all that. And, and this, this lady, Elizabeth um, Holmes, is it Elizabeth Holmes? I yeah, think something so. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She said it she would do all of, of that with it. a drop of blood. And all throughout the book, what you just said, he keeps describing over and over, mentioning her deep voice, that it was an affectation, too, that she, like, when caught off guard, she would talk normal. But when talking, and so I need to fucking hear it. And she's just, Yeah, when she's really stressed or drunk or something, it goes, we, like, really need to convince people that our blood tests are real, guys. I mean, they're starting to catch on. I mean, holy fuck, they're real. <laughs> But um, so tell me about the doc and then I'll tell you about the book. So anybody listening, look up the company Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes. She just went on trial. The trial started last week for defrauding investors of hundreds of millions of dollars, 500 million at one point, I believe. She just, dude, kept she, yeah, dude, she had like a, a fake billion dollar blood company. Like, that's wild. Who the fuck does that? Well, what she did for listeners, I mean, spoiler alert, it's not really a spoiler is, so she said she had this machine that could do everything from a pinprick, but what the company did was it bought standard blood testing machines and they would put on the website, do everything from a pinprick and then in small fine print, only 12 tests for normal tests, you have to get a blood draw. So they were advertising one thing, but they couldn't do it. And when they would get blood, they had to send it to their home base. It was supposed to be you go to a Walgreens or a Safeway, prick your finger, they do the blood test, you go home with a result. What they did is they would do blood draws. Oh, sorry, that one's not covered by pinprick. They would send the blood to California where they would run it through standard machines that they purchased from blood testing companies and then send it back to the location where the person had done the blood draw. And, and like a complete fucking bait and switch lies. And every time she would lie, 
she would go out and, inv- and get more investors to give her 30 million, 100 million. Rupert Murdoch used it as a tax write-off. He bought, he invested $100 million in the company. And then when it went belly up, sold them back to her for $1 and took it as a tax write-off. Well, yeah, dude. And, and the, the, again, this is, it's been a long time since I've seen the doc, man. I seen it maybe like a year or two ago when, whenever it came out, but, uh, she wasn't just getting like wolf, wolf on Wall Street type shit where they, they're just calling up people, you know, in in Cleveland and going, George hey, Schultz, I can make you Henry rich. With Kissinger, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. You know, she was getting yeah. big names. They're getting I mean, she's got her pictures taken with presidents, man. Like, yeah. it's, it's fucking wild. And not just not just Trump. I mean, real presidents, you know, like actual fucking people she campaigned for hillary joe biden visited her when he was when he obama made her the chair of some investigative or committee or something a health something it's wild obama sucked her dick on camera i remember that from the doc he he fucking loved her that's not in the book yeah in the doc gotta watch the doc the doc's really good now i need to see that but it's but yeah i mean and the thing is is it kind of they, they sort of spin this angle on how i mean can you believe that she ripped all these people off and I, I mean that's wild but the angle where they take it where they're like these people should have checked into it more or they're kind of dumb or this and that and it's like yes and no i mean to be fair to everybody that she ripped off no one's doing that, man. When you like walk in 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 Midtown in Times Square or something, no one's no one's selling fake blood machines. Three no one's out there going, with a blood machine. <laughs> yeah, you don't see dudes in trench coats going coke, weed, uh, blood machines that will test for diseases with only a, a, a drop instead of a vial. Like I, I, no one's no one's faking billion dollar blood testing companies. I I saw this lady on a TED talk years before the doc man like before this ever happened yeah i saw a ted talk with her where i mean i mean it, it fuck it it looked legit man well here's the problem i don't know what the doc says but the book pointed out that the company had huge high turnover from people from actual scientists and lab uh, chemists people that said hey this shit doesn't work and they would get fired or they would quit of their own conscious of their own conscious mm-hmm. saying, I cannot be a part of this because you are lying. And a bunch of them tried to raise red flags and like and, and put the word out that this is, and they would get hit with lawsuits. And how they hired, yeah. I don't know if this was in the doc, but they hired private investigators to follow pre ex employees around to make sure they weren't talking to the investigative reporter that blew the lid off everything. Dude, yeah, they would treat the ex-employees like uh, the Church of Scientology teaches someone who saw Tom Cruise blowing a guy who didn't believe in aliens. You you know what I mean? They really, they they went after these people. So so my point is that when you say that uh, no one's doing it, but there were warning signs. Uh, To me, I don't know if this was in the doc, the biggest um, or at least most amusing, funniest part was when the when the Oz's curtain is pulled back and is exposed as a fraud, what the investigative journalist points out is not a single zero investors came from the health field. Like anybody that was involved in health or blood or labs took one look at what they were doing and said, no, that's not going to fly. All of the investment came from people that just bought into her cult of personality who said, well, I trust her. And so whenever someone would ra- raise a red flag, 
they would get shot down saying, no, no, you're just an embittered uh, That's the thing, dude. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because, look, there's not a whole lot of fake blood doctors out there, man. I mean, like I was saying, no one's out there faking this bullshit. And so if, if, you're, if you're using blood doctor terms to me, I mean, I don't consider myself a dumb guy. I mean, I kind of do. But like, if I was slightly <laughs> smarter, I wouldn't consider myself a dumb guy, you know? But if you're, if you're, look, if, if you're talking to me about planes, about flying a plane, now I've never flown a plane before. I've written in them, you know? But if you start going heavy into pilot terminology and you got that fucking pilot hat on with the wings and shit on it, you know, like, like you got the, like, like the wings, like you got the uniform. I'm gonna. I fuck it, man. Like, you're you're a pilot, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I agree with you, and I would be the same way in a conversation. But if Dude, I was she, about, she to, did like Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can, except she yes. went to jail for it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, it's so harder I, to pull off now. I said that when that movie came out. Like, there's no way you could do it now. She did it with fake blood tests. She Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can of a, a fucking fake blood company, and she okay, I, I got agree strung out you. to drive for it. If I'm in a conversation with someone wearing a pilot's hat using pilot terms or blood, I agree. I would be dumbfounded. If I were about to write a check, I would do some research, get on Google, due diligence, ask a couple of questions like, hey, good call. Um, do you have any investments from Harvard Medical or Italy? No, but here's that's the thing, though, man. It, 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 she got good enough. Like she got enough fucking crap. If you Google her, you'd see a TED talk in a picture of her. Uh, oh, I know that. Barack that's Obama. Good, yeah. That's what you would have got, dude. True, you would see that, but I would still, I don't know. It, it seems like the people, especially the book lays it out, is there were people raising red flags and saying, this is bullshit, and they were dismissed as disgruntled as opposed to listened to. And as again, as it pointed out, nobody from any healthcare industry invested because they all knew it was a scam. Like they would take a look at the, the oh, information oh, and yeah. the diagnostics yeah, yeah. and say, this can't be done. We're not investing in it. It right. all came from people that had good intentions. They, they, they saw it and said, ooh, yes, you're right. We need a blood test like this, a blood test machine. Um, here's a million dollars, or as Rupert did, a hundred million. But it was. But dude, all scientists are fucking like they're they're reserved, dude. They're they're the opposite of of like loud dumb fucks like you and me. I mean, they're like when they <laughs> when they catch somebody, they don't go like, "Oh, you motherfucker, I caught you, you fuck, you fuck, you fuck." Like they they're just sort of like, yeah, it doesn't um. He's not doing what he says he's doing. I'm going to move on now. Like that's that's the way they do it. <laughs> Good point. Yes, that's the way they do it. Did I ever tell you that story about um, my well well now now sister in law who's the Egyptologist who like we watched uh, or we we listened to a, a a Rogan doc. Me and my 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 wife um, sounds slightly familiar but I, your stories are always good enough to hear twice go for it if, if, okay, if i've heard it before it. i'll hear it again I, I can't remember that sounds slightly familiar but so we we're, we're, we're driving down to, to north carolina we're like we're gonna go meet up with the family at the, at, at the beach man it's like a summer thing they do and uh, this is years ago we're, we're going through rogan episodes because that's dude that's that's the time to listen to rogan on, yeah, on the road man it's, it's three hours hour in a car what are you, yeah yeah and um I, we're just kind of scrolling through, seeing who he's got on, and and I, I see that he has an Egyptologist on. That's, I mean, okay, cool. But I and and that's where I'm like, hey, we should listen to this. 
because your sister is a like no shit legit Egyptologist, like like fucking heads dig sites over there looking for uh you know farms from uh, like seven thousand years ago or whatever the fuck i mean like like she does that you, you know like that's that's what she does she's like a professor she like teaches courses on it and you, you know all of that she does like indiana jones without the um without the whip and the gun you know what i mean like she but doesn't she like, does wear the hat she does not wear the hat dude oh, her hat looks it. different like All dude right, it's a fine. very dude she's like a really boring indiana jones like basically but like she's indiana got all jones of his in the classroom when he goes back to lecture between adventures yeah she is indiana jones in the classroom if instead of um uh, 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 running from boulders she was just sort of like dude i think if we dig here we'll uh we'll find some pottery from uh you know the dark ages i, I like that's that's kind of what like she does the real shit and so we listen to this we, we listen to this rogan episode with this guy i think his name was like uh jimmy shock or something like that uh rob shock or maybe who, who gives a fuck so we're listening to this episode and the guy is saying that there's like the pyramids right and then there's the sphinx you know the sphinx is that big cat looking thing yeah 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 this is getting familiar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he tried to say they were dated differently yes so the the pyramids are i i believe five and a half thousand years and that's that's around how old the sphinx is he was saying that the sphinx is like way fucking older that it's like ten thousand years it's like twice as old as 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 the pyramids yeah, and, and, and all that other like wind measurement or something like that wind dating yeah yeah, yeah. it's he, he he went over it and you know he's using all these um well you know industry heavy term i mean he's, right. he's using archaeology talk man. like if you and i were talking and talking about tags and punchlines and setups and shit like that yeah. comedy terms he's using archaeology terms that we don't know or understand yeah. so again he's in there with the pilot uniform on talking about you know instruments to fly a plane i'm like oh this guy flies the balls off of a plane right like why would i yeah, fuck it. I don't know what he's talking about, but he clearly knows his shit, you know? And um, then Rogan kind of asks him, hey, man, how, why, why does everybody in your industry not agree with you, you know? And his answer basically was, well, sometimes haters going to hate. And <laughs> my whole industry, they, they haters, Joe. My whole industry's haters, Joe. That's more or less what the fuck he said in pretentious uh, Princeton speak. I, I I don't remember his exact wording, but it was it was pretty much that. And I'm like, all right, he pulled well, that, out some that of Taylor seemed, Swift lyrics. Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's it, like there was Latin words in there, you know. <laughs> like it was fucking dude. It was pretentious science speak, but that's what the fuck he said. And so I was like. Well, this is kind of interesting because if he's claiming something that big that like, I, I mean, 5,000 years ago is so long that like 10,000 doesn't matter at that point, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you and me. But if you really think about it, that means when they started chiseling them fucking rocks from the pyramids, they were like, you see that big cat thing over there? That thing's old as fuck. Like that thing was as old then as the pyramids are to us now. That's fucking yeah. huge, man. And 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 if in the the Egyptology field, I, I mean, that's that's just studying ancient Egypt. I mean, that's basically there's now twice as much like like history history there because you know before the civilization that built the pyramid. I mean, I mean, it was basically just you know uh, uh, 
primitive societies that was everywhere else, just kind of living out of, you, you know, huts, teepees, like whatever. And there's just not a lot that fucking um, you find from that, you know, maybe some fossils or some skeletons, whatever, some arrowheads like, but like, oh, there's, there's a lot of shit there. And so that would be huge there. If yeah, because not only do you have the pyramids, you have all the shit inside them. And, that, you know, the, yeah. Right. It, this guy is easily the uh, sort of Galileo of his generation. You know, and if, if you're making that big a claim in, in a science field, um, you, you are one of two things. You are either your generation's Einstein or Galileo, or you're a fucking nut job. Or you're you know? this generations of L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> yes. There is no fucking middle ground there. Like there is no if everybody else in your field is disagreeing with you, you are Galileo or you are L. Ron Hubbard. You know, like that's that's it, man. There's no room for fucking air there. And so I was I was telling my wife, I was like, dude, your your sister's like a straight up Egyptologist. Let's let's ask her about this fucking guy, you know? And and again, that's he said the reason that they were disagreeing with him again is because they were he basically said, well, because they had been taught this throughout their entire uh, education career. Well, they're, they're jealous of the Einstein. If and you're not well, an Einstein and, and Einstein shows up, you're jealous. So they're all like disgruntled. They're, dude, they're jealous of my of, of my big science cock. Yeah, they got little science cocks, normal science cocks. I got big old Ryan. Ron Jeremy science cock and they fucking they're haters. You so, know? The, so their science cock is in jail for rape. Oh, oh, I forgot that happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you forget it, dude? A 30 plus counts guys, a fucking he, he a bad dude. Harvey Weinstein of the porn world. Anyway, bad, so you're man. talking to the sister. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I can't, I can't keep all of that straight. There's so many of those guys, you know, but, uh, so we, we, we ask, uh, we asked my wife's sister about this and she just kind of shrugs and goes, Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I've heard of that guy, you know, and that, that, that was it. And I was like, well, so what about this thing that he's saying about the Sphinx being like super old? And she was like, Oh yeah. I mean, you know, there's some stuff he says that the, the, the rest of the Egyptology field doesn't re really go with, you know, and that was it. Passionate, like fuck this guy. He's a liar. No, none of that. There was none of that, dude. There was none of that. And Weird. so I, I had to keep kind of digging, and and I was like, well, so what about this wind dating thing that he's doing? And it, it, she's like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you, you know some of the stuff he says is is you know true. He's you know written some books about other stuff that you know, but this this thing with the Sphinx, I, it's yeah, it's five thousand years old, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, okay, and. and uh, and I also had to keep it like she was so non-passionate about this. You know what I mean? And this is in her field. This is a huckster selling snake oil on fucking Rogan in her field. And and she's just kind of like, yeah, man, whatever. You know, he's not he's not right at all. <laughs> and uh, and dude, she fucking shot down like to a to a dumb fucking drunk lame. And she shut down his argument in basically one sentence. When it, because I wasn't like arguing that this guy was right. I was just yeah. asking. I was like, hey, as somebody who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about, as somebody who has a legit pilot uniform. You were saying, educate me. Right I have heard this information. Now I want more information. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she shut down his argument. She was like, all right, dude, if the Sphinx is 10,000 years old, as opposed to the 5,000, well, five and a half, I, I think, 
that the pyramids and stuff are. Uh, where's all the other buildings from that era? You know? Solid point. Dude, you don't go from teepee to giant fucking cat statue building. That's, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, there would be other remnants. There would be other remains. Yes. There'd be other ruins. You got it, dude. In between teepee and giant fucking cat statue building, there's going to be a few normal looking townhouses in between there. You know? Like, that's just, uh, you're going to find, she digs up farm sites. There, there'd be farm sites. There'd be a ton of other shit. I have two thoughts. And one is what you just said reminded me of people that argue against uh, the Noah's flood in the Bible, um, which I thought was hilarious is whenever, uh, you know, true believers say, oh, God flooded the earth. The earth is 16 years, 6,000 years old and God flooded it on this date. Uh, true historians say, hey, uh, point of note, Chinese history goes back a ways and uh, there's no interruption. When the Chinese are talking about history, they don't say, and then we were wiped out by a flood and then we came back. It's pretty much continuous. How did, how did the giant flood that wiped out the earth miss China? And then people like, they, they have no answer for it. It's like, yeah, the earth was flooded. You think Chinese history might point that out? I think I think communism goes back so far there that they uh, they they erased the flood. That's what I oh. think happened. I think the, I think the the Chinese party uh, because it said something about uh, Taiwan being its own co country. Yeah, so. yeah. Because in the in the Bible it says, "Dude, it flooded it, it it flooded Palestine, it flooded Jerusalem, it flooded China and Taiwan." And the they were like, "No, no, no, you fucks." We're, yeah, you can't say Taiwan. So boom, yeah. erase. They okay, erase so my second thought is. Uh, in the book, at least, it said the reason that these scientists were passionate is because they were involved in healthcare, And they said two things. One, they didn't want it on their conscience that a patient got misdiagnosed because this test was wrong. And two, it's unethical. And three, liability. They're like, if I work for this company and it gets sued, I could be sued. You know, like, so that's why they yeah. were raising red flags somewhat passionately because there's a difference between Egyptology and history. When you're dealing with patients, first do no harm. Like, I know that's the doctor's oath, but... That's true, but again, I'm telling you, that's... And, and I know that there's a difference between that and Egyptology. I'm yeah. just talking about the disposition of a scientist versus pretty much anyone else. Oh, I, I, I should tell you this. This is... She goes, uh, yeah, there's a... There's a um, because her husband is an Egyptologist too. Like they, they. What are the, the chances of goddamn that? I suppose. I mean, the Egyptology department's got to be small. You find someone, you you. Oh, well, you, we have this you meet common. you meet doing Egyptology. You know what I mean? Like I met my wife doing comedy. Like it's like it's not really uh, you know. But um, uh, she was, she mentioned it to him, and then they're they're talking about it, and and then she goes, uh, oh yeah, there's a term that we call Robert Shock in the in the Egyptology field. We call him a pyramid idiot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like that, like she was not argumentative. She wasn't even like dismissed. Like she was just kind of shrugging and going, oh, "Oh yeah, man. Like he's he's just a you know he's not right, you know." And that was whereas like I, I feel like most other people in most other fields would have been a little more yeah fuck this guy or yeah, oh yeah, yeah dude he's a fucking moron you, well, you just know go, like, just go to comedy like we if someone steals a joke we're like fuck that guy he's a hack he steals yeah. joke i mean we get passionate about uh, uh our little dumb field that yeah. means nothing in the universe yeah and so that's what i think it was is the, is the people that were looking at it and going oh this is bullshit they they basically they're they're doing that that zeros and ones 
you you know kind of sciency look at it where they were like yeah man we looked at the data and nah you know and that, and that's match. it because that that was the energy that she had about a a a fucking about basically this lady Jessica Holmes or or, or whatever Elizabeth. her name was Elizabeth Holmes she had that energy about the Elizabeth Holmes of her field who was on Rogan two days prior yeah you, you know what I mean and, getting and all the attention like, for her industry but for all the wrong reasons yes yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's the only famous uh, Egyptologist in in America at that time is a fucking snake oil salesman, and she just shocked him. Was like, yeah, yeah, he's snake oil salesman. He's uh, you know, he's not right. And so it's like, yeah, that's that's the way. It's it's a science because they anytime they make a new discovery, they they have to you, you know put it up against their peers peer reviewed vetted yeah yeah yeah. it has to be peer reviewed it has to be and and so like all of their own peers are just trying to disprove what they did out of it so it's it, it, it's like there's no emotion in it whereas like you tell most other people they're wrong and they're like fuck you i'm storming the capital motherfucker you know no and, like, like again let's just break the comedy like uh, hey i got this great idea for a bit oh i heard someone do that fuck you i'm original no my take's different you know like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like the sciencey people they they just kind of oh yeah yeah it's just you know they they just shrug and they're like yeah yeah we we tell each other we're wrong all the time that's you know how we that's how we get good hmm all right their open you. mics are being told that they're wrong you know, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like when someone else is wrong, they're just like, yeah, they're, they're wrong. You know, it's just, just we tested it and it didn't work. Didn't hold up. Well, I'm going to watch the doc this week uh, if I can. I don't see why I wouldn't be able to or at least start it because I got to hear that voice. And again, recommend it to anybody and everybody. The book is Bad Blood. What do you know the name of the uh... dude? She sounded like a fucking depressed smurf. She sounded like a goddamn Muppet. Uh, with giant testicles, it was it was weird. I don't I don't remember the name of the. No, no, no. No, it's on HBO, I believe. So yes, yes, HBO. All right, let's get into the two news stories I sent you. One, uh, actually, they're they're both tragic in their own way, Jake. They're both such sad sob stories. Um, white nationalist Richard Spencer is broke, divorced, and shunned as a summer resident in Whitefish, Montana. Locals say. You remember just a couple of years ago when Spencer was everywhere in the news? Um, he's getting the shit suit out of him and can't afford lawyers. What's he getting sued for, man? I couldn't really find that in the uh, in the article. I keep getting these fucking pop-ups on my phone, man. Well, that's the thing. Um, as a, Oh, his involvement in the Charlottesville rally. So he uh, got people worked ah. up. And so he counter protesters and victims filed against a suit against the organizers of unite the right so because he was an organizer and he was involved with the death death of uh what was her name melissa the the woman that was killed oh with the car yeah, with yeah. the car yeah so as someone that organized the hate group uh he is in charge so even if like he, it's i say it's a difficult case like yeah, he helped organize it, but he is he responsible for what every member does? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if a lawyer can prove that. But just the sheer fact that he cannot even find someone to take his case because, like, even that kid that is a murderer in Kenosha found a lawyer who said, I'm going to donate my time or people donate money to to 
the cause because they they you know believe in shooting black people in Kenosha or whatever misguided shit they have in their head. He can't even he doesn't even have a GoFundMe. Uh, and he used to be I don't want to say well off. Well, he came from a well off family. They say his mom has a three million dollar uh, vacation house there. But uh, yeah, so so just a couple of years ago, he was a uh, hot shit representing the white race, and now he has nowhere to go to summer. Yeah, dude. I mean, if you're representing the white race, you can't do it without a three million dollar vacation home. I, I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, that's not our 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 uh, dude. Our king does not live in a uh, doesn't live in a fucking double white. You know, he's well, gonna he be shouldn't. one of the fancy one of the whites that ha that has like seven H's when they say whites, like one of them whites. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's the way they do it. Uh, dude, well, I can't be king of the whites not with this fucking shitty Midwest accent. No. Either way, I look, I don't believe in karma. I don't. But when I see a story like this, like Richard Spencer going through hard times, makes me want to believe in karma because, you know, fuck him. All right. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't recognize the name, man. I, I, I don't remember him being in the news. I mean, I remember, I remember Charlotte's film stuff, but I don't oh, remember. He, he was, that was his peak, probably. But he, he was making the news uh, during the Trump campaign in 2016 because he was actively like he he is an unavowed racist piece of shit and he was i think trump was retweeting him occasionally that's that's back when back when the whole term dog whistle uh started coming into oh, favor yeah, yeah. because oh trump is sending a dog whistle to the right by uh, to the racists by uh you know not condemning or saying using certain language that you know he's not using the n-word but he's talking about uh, i you know things that, that racists say Sure, sure. Okay. That, that's where Richard Spencer came in. All right, this other one, I wish I had the thumbnail. You know how pissed off are you if you build a fucking, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, he's, maybe his mother was the heiress to Heinz or, you know, who the fuck knows. But you build an empire and then your shitty grandson just fucking wastes it getting sued for like neo-Nazi mart. It's, it's like, dude, could, I, I, built, I built a huge company. Like, keep doing company shit. What are you doing? Yeah, no need to be a Nazi, you piece of shit. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to claim that you're you're better because you're white, it's like at least keep the company you inherited going before you try to claim some kind of superiority. You gotta you gotta at least take the fucking handoff and keep running with it, not throw the goddamn baton down and go, I'm the best because I'm here. Like that's crazy. I I don't disagree. I'd be more angry if I was his fucking grandpa about him fucking up the company than I than I would be about the racism. And racism is bad, but like Jesus Christ. I don't well, I already closed out. I don't I don't company. know where they got the money, so I don't know. This is all conjecture at this point. Unless his grandfather got the money from putting out racist propaganda. If he was like the founder of Fox News or something, and he's just like, dude, this kid is doing, oh, fuck. We're living up to my full potential and then, then it failed. He created uh, Fox and when Fox wasn't uh, hardcore enough, uh, he created OAN or Newsmax. Yeah, 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 yeah. On his deathbed, he's sitting there going, Tucker Carlson is going soft, boy. He's going soft. Keep my dream alive. I hate pigmentation. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Carlson uses terms 
Uh, and dog whistles. I need to be blunt. Just be straightforward with your hatred. Ladies, ladies, He's ladies, a quarter ladies. Italian on his mother's side. Even that is too ethnic for me, boy. He, his grandfather, Richard Spencer's grandfather, the, the emperor in uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. Cut the liberal media in half with your double-sided lightsaber. You will be the greatest Je- anti-Jedi. But, and then, you know, it's Star Wars Episode One, and People yeah. hate them. All right. Uh, clickbait got me to this one. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess I do know from the... I, but uh, Kaylee Kuko and Carl Cook shared a heartbreaking, heartbreaking statement about their divorce. Heartbreaking. So I'm like, all right. Uh, and uh, get your broken heart emojis ready because Kaylee Kuko and Carl Cook have split. All right. Well, don't care. So I don't know. I need a heart, broken heart emoji. The couple shared the news in a very classy, I thought it was heartbreaking, uh, joint statement when they stressed, uh, here's the statement, here's the quote, heartbreaking statement. Despite a deep love and respect for one another, we have realized that our current paths have taken us in opposite directions. We have both shared so much of our journey publicly. Well, so while we would prefer to keep this aspect of our personal life private, we wanted to be forthcoming in our truth together. There is no anger or animosity, quite the contrary. That's the heartbreaking statement right there. Not, not, uh, I, there's a deep love or there was a, just literally, that is like a lawyer wrote that. And, and at the bottom of the article, whoever wrote that. Honestly, dude, he's a billionaire. A a lawyer probably did write that. Oh, yeah, he is. And then the bottom of it, the bottom of the article is just, just leaving these here, three broken heart emojis. Okay. Who gives a shit if a billionaire and a hot actress break up, first of all? And two, how is the legal brief that I just read heartbreaking? These are, <laughs> I just loved it. When I clicked it, I'm like heartbreaking. Ooh, what happened? Oh, they grew apart. Like there was no, there was nothing tragic there at all. I expected. Dude, that's how, dude, of, that's how rich people break up though, man. They got, they, they have to do that. They, they got ice in their veins, man. They're, you know, they got, they're, they're sort of like when, um, when you ask your Egyptology sister-in-law about a huckster <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard in the field, they're just they just short of shrugging like, yeah, it ain't, it ain't true, you know, like it it didn't work out. Like that's just that's the way they do it, man. Well, it's funny because it did say that they they had signed a prenup, which was because they've only been married a couple of years. So she's super rich from uh, Big Bang Theory, and he's already a billionaire. So it's just like. It literally is a legal proceeding. Oh, you're going to sign a piece of paper and you're not married anymore. She remains super rich. He remains super rich. They both find hot partners because super rich guys can, you know, he can be 80 and still finding a 19 year old because he's a billionaire and she's a hot actress. So they're going to be fine. This whole heartbreaking, I like, I, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know who they are. I don't care. I just, for some reason, I clicked that article and I just thought it was funny. The contrast between heartbreaking and then the statement I read, I'm like, there's, there's no heartbreak in there at all. That, yeah, dude, he's still got billions of dollars and she still has alimony from a do- guy who has billions of dollars. Like they're, they're good. No, there'll be no alimony. She, they said they signed a prenup. Oh, and really? They, yeah. She, oh. they, they put in the statement, the prenup stands. I'm rich. He's rich. We're fine. No one's That's doing cool. anything. No, there's only alimony when you're uh, not to pick on her. Someone stupid like Britney Spears and you marry a Kevin Federline. And then you have to pay him $200,000 a month for the rest of your life. 
You think that's why the uh, conservatorship works so long with uh, <laughs> the, the guy in court was like, your honor, my daughter is going to marry backup dancers and not sign prenups. <laughs> and she's going to have to give all her fucking money to these dudes. That's a good goddamn point. I mean, just that first part, like, look, <laughs> look at how dumb she was. She married a backup dancer and now she's paying him a million dollars a year. I think I should have control over her finances so she doesn't do any more stupid shit. Good God. You think maybe that's the classified statement that the public didn't get is like, your honor, here's seven different cell phone videos of her walking into uh, drive through Vegas marriage uh, booths or whatever. And she was about to Nicholas Cage marry like seven different fucking guys. But she, she did do that. TikTok. Remember, she married an old high school friend and then had it enrolled within 24 hours. She did the Vegas wedding. Oh, man. You know, I'm starting to become pro Jamie Spears on this. Like, it was sort of like a, a joke I was making at first, but now. I told you, we had a podcast where I told you when I went from free Britney to, no, she needs a conservatorship. And do you remember what it was? No. She called 911 the day before her trial to complain about her conservatorship. And I said, you know what? If she's legit calling 911 the day before she goes to trial because she's so, it's like, that's not what 911 is for. And if she doesn't know that, yeah, I don't think she knows how to write a check or manage her finances either. That was my take. Up until that moment, I'm like, you know what? She's a grown woman, free Britney Spears. She doesn't deserve this. Then she calls 911. My lawyers aren't taking care of me. I need better lawyers. My daddy owns my money. Yeah, you know what? That's not a 911 emergency. You, you, you are not all there in the head. That's when I flipped. That's true, man. I mean, what if... What if we free Britney and then she turns out to be a monster? I mean, what if like, look, I am I've been kept in my, you know, billionaire father's attic for the last 17 years. Like that is a supervillain origin story. Oh, and yeah. dude, I think she's going to turn out to be Professor X. I really do. Well, good for her. I mean, she's already been bald once, so she could do it again. Dude, I think I think the second she gets freed, she shaves her head. She she buys a nuke from a former uh, Soviet general who now just kind of works somewhere in Bolivia. And I I, 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 I think she ends up fucking nuking shit. Well, we Jake called it here first. I will I will second Jake's uh, assertion and uh, idiots on parade. The podcast called it Britney Spears supervillain will nuke some part of the world at some point in the future. Yes, but after she does, Spotify will pay her and the Thanos lady about $70 trillion to do a podcast. Yes, they will. All right, that's the end of our podcast. Thanks for listening, kids. Visit jakevevera.com, visit nathantimmel.com, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Later. Later.